anyways i'm really just because i don't you know i'm not in front of a mirror so being on camera really like is making it's me different see my bangs oh you're like yeah like no just I don't go know. get some scissors rachel i'm just so scared <laughs> okay i feel like it needs to be done but is this the appropriate time yes in the now you have to live in the now oh no <laughs> six and a half hours later a few inches later how's it going in there do you feel better yeah a little bit slightly yeah they look wispier for sure wispy which is what I, I, I do enjoy a wisp. But yeah, I'm going to have to go back and make sure they're even. This is not yeah. a platform, a laptop camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. Anywho, they're away nice. so that I Yay. don't waste yours or anyone else's time today. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to No Thank You Next. I'm Megan and I talk about true crime stories that happen while dating. And I'm Rachel, and I talk about true crime stories that happen while married. Hi, guys. Welcome back to our Welcome show. Back. Hello, hello. Guys, mm. we have more neighbor stories for you. We're just going to we start right yes. off the bat. We're, we are coming in hot with neighbor stories. Let me tell you. So yesterday, he has to work, so he is walking buddy at a different time and oh god this fucking neighbor the witch she goes outside okay. and she ha she has that self grinding coffee grinder and she goes okay. you know like the one it's like you hold the the where the beans are being grinded and then you personally turn the turn. grinder yeah yes exactly mm -hmm. Every fucking morning, she is out there churning those coffee beans while her dog walks the street as a dirty, dirty skunk, because that's what he looks like. So <laughs> Vince is walking and he can kind of see her in the distance. And he, I mean, everyone's initial thought when you see her is like, ugh, okay. So as he's getting closer, he realizes she is not wearing pants. She's poo-bearing no. it. Yes. She has a short no. fucking shirt on and she's wearing underwear. That is it. <laughs> How old is this woman? Uh, she has to be in her late 50s, early 60s. Okay. So it's not so some old hot enough to know that you fucking Instagrammer. Yeah. Knowing yeah. you shouldn't poo-bear in public. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? So she oh does gosh. that and okay. it's just like okay and he was really like scarred for the rest of the day <laughs> so <laughs> it was really hard for him yesterday uh, wow wow my neighbors aren't that crazy I don't really have any new neighbor stories um like a couple weeks ago they parked a car in front of our house and there's plenty of room for them to park in front of their house 
in their garage or in their driveway. Like if they have a bunch of stuff because they're still moving in in their yeah. garage, completely understand. But their driveway was completely open. The front of their house was open. Across the street, there's like the sides of people's houses like up on a hilltop. So there's plenty of room to park across the street. But for some reason, they chose to park their van. And it wasn't even in front of like our garage area. Like it was in front of our gate. Like if you were to walk outside and walk down the steps of our gate, it was right there, like directly in front of the house. And Mike's like, every time I look out the window, I see this stupid van parked right out there. I don't understand why they parked their car there. And my husband's um, super passive aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we left for the day. We like went and got like coffee and like probably ice cream for Sam or something. And when we came back, he parked our car in front of his house. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to start shit Genius. with our neighbors. Like, I don't want to start well, trouble with Well, that's like the most and like, low like, stakes, low stakes here. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it worked because we were only parked there for maybe like four hours, three oh, hours. Oh, wow. And then, after, yeah. And then all of a sudden the van was moved. Like he heard the, the people, our neighbors talking and then they like walked down the street and and got in the car. And Mike thought they were just going to like, like flip a bitch and then just pull into their driveway. They they drove around for a little bit. They ended up leaving. And then when they came back, they parked in front of their driveway and it was like, this is so rude. Why? What is, this is weird. It was just weird. (laughs) Like That is so odd. Nobody said it. Yeah. Like it hasn't, and it hasn't, we haven't had an issue with them. Like we, we don't even know them. We've never met them. Yeah. But, um, but you know, a lot yeah, about I don't them. Know. Uh, you know yeah. a lot about their relationship. <laughs> a whole bunch. And then on father's yeah. day at night, um, their kids were swimming at night and like, it was like the whole mood had changed. Like the girlfriend was in the backyard and she was like giggling. I thought she was like screaming, but she was like tackling, <laughs> laughing. She was having so much Such fun. Such a fine line. She was Such laughing. A fine line. <laughs> yes. And then she was, and then I would just, I, I kept hearing like, fuck. And I was like, what's going on? So I went outside cause I'm nosy now. And she's just like, I fucking love you. Oh <laughs> and it was like, what? Wait, what? I'm 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 just glad to see you guys doing better. Because I'm glad to see your kids. I honestly, yeah, because I was worried that I was gonna have to call the police when they were yelling at each other, and then the next day I didn't hear her at all. I was like, did he kill her? Like, oh what God. is happening next door? It's very strange. How old yeah, are his kids? Are, they're younger. They're like oh. younger than teenagers. And they're just saying fuck all the time, all the time. I mean, we say swear words too, like we, I, but like, not that often. It's not every other word or like yeah, every exactly. other sentence is a swear word. Like we're pretty good about yeah managing <laughs> the profanities. So, I don't know. I feel like I try really hard, and then sometimes it comes out. I am able to censor yeah. myself, but I have been right. saying fuck a lot at work. Like, I'm just like, it's fucking stupid. Like, why did someone send mm-hmm. me this account? That's fucking dumb. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm at work. <laughs> Oof, can't but, do that too loud. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know what kind of parent I'll be. Like, I really say fuck a lot. And it was so funny. Like, when Vince and I first started dating, he really didn't like cussing. And he would think, say things like, oh, geez. <laughs> 
so I would make fun of him all the time like because he was just saying like he's like yeah I just don't like to cuss that much and now like he's like fuck this fuck that. <laughs> I'm like I'm glad it went this way because I would rather be with someone that like lets loose than like fucking is like oh jeepers <laughs> I'm so sorry sorry jeepers that's my bad yeah exactly <laughs> like I, I don't know how many I don't know there's only so many words that can censor yourself oh frick. for real and they and they don't they don't do the the job they don't get it the out swear word at all never. no never no Mm-mm. it's never the right tone tell us yeah. do you swear a lot call in yeah now <laughs> okay like if you're a parent do you cuss in front of your kids i remember there was a housewife that said the f word a lot and she was like my kids just know they're not allowed to say it and i don't know hmm. i feel like that's an interesting like, approach because you're like i just want to yeah. say fuck all the time so you're not gonna change me <laughs> but exactly. you're not gonna fucking say it that's just do how i it say is. not as yeah. i do and i remember parenting exactly. that's happening there I remember when um, we started this podcast, my mom, I was talking to my mom about like what type of podcast we were going to be. And like, it was like, oh, are we going to like censor ourselves and like, you know, be more of a like serious podcast where we just like bleep out cuss words and shit. But, you know, you guys are here to know that I've said the C word. I've said uh, a lot of bad words, so I think it was decided what type of podcast we were going to be. But yeah, I don't think I can live in a world where I can't say fuck oh, and yeah. cunt, you know? I remember, yeah, I remember there was like, you had mentioned that there's like a mature audience. Um, yeah. Not warning, but like tag on our Yeah, uh, I have to put explicit every single say, time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's if like, I, fr- I haven't forgotten and and however many episodes but yeah I do make sure we are explicit <laughs> yeah we're, ex- we're an explicit podcast just because yeah. we swear a lot I mean yeah, the exactly. subject matter really isn't the nicest either no <laughs> so, so I mean, but that's that's what you sign up for when you listen to a true crime podcast whether it's ours or whether it's anybody else's like yeah it's you the know? real shit yeah. yeah yeah so just being real we're just being our true authentic that's true that's here. what it came down to is like we just needed to be mm-hmm. our true selves and i am not myself if i'm not saying fuck so yeah it's just who but i like am freaking killed her <laughs> <laughs> i do what? say fuck the sure. my, i was reading my story and <laughs> do you read your story out loud when you read it yeah i do okay so i was reading it in the kitchen and i was like can you fucking believe this like by myself <laughs> <laughs> it was just like wow so dramatic Megan I was like do you I wonder what <laughs> the window was open and I'm like if anyone heard like what would they think I was reading <laughs> <laughs> is going on right here yeah like what yeah reading? what script is she reading I wonder what like, she's auditioning for nice yeah. <laughs> truly um <sighs> Do we have any other topics? Oh no, we should save some topics for next week. Not us, not really. Yeah, we can save those for next week. Yeah, let's save them for next week. Uh, we'll do our TV corner next week. Yeah, TV, and I have a really great Target story, guys. So oh, okay. stay tuned. Yay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned because <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, let me tell you a Target story. Uh, no, I don't have a Target story for you right now. I have an actual story for you. I have so many tabs open. <laughs> Do you ever just look, think to yourself, yes. I, I look like a boomer right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my, Mike's computer. Every time he's like, Hey, come look at this cool restaurant. I'm like, how do you know which tab to pick on? You have 57 of them open. Oh my like, God. Which, which one? <laughs> what? <laughs> Too much. He's yeah. on the cusp. He's a cusp boomer. <laughs> he's cusping. <laughs> he's from Georgia. So he's an automatic boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Still hear that accent. That accent. <laughs> do you, do you so hear often. it? You do? Sometimes I do when he's on the phone, but I'm like, I wonder if he's just mirroring the person that he's speaking to. No. I don't know. Cause sometimes I do that. Sometimes. Not you to stayed, like be no. a dick, but no, like, you stayed pretty consistent. I think you got your he voice. He has a Georgia accent though. He does. <laughs> he straight up does. It's just he does. the way it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from, but he was kidnapped on a vacation from Georgia. A hundred percent. That's, that's the true story. That's the story. My gosh. Exactly. All right. So today I have a story for you that, you know, guys, one, we were in a crunch time here. Okay. Like we did a quick turnaround due to vacations. So I was looking for a story and I just couldn't find one that I loved that I wanted. What? That's not a nice thing to say. I just couldn't find one that I could find enough information on to write and tell you guys about in the quick moment. Yeah. I didn't love how this person died. So no, that's not at all what I meant. <laughs> so I skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just needed something that I could find a lot of information quickly and write up rather than like spending yeah. hours upon hours researching. So right. I found a story and like you guys know, sometimes I do stories that are just like adjacent to dating stories because honestly, like there are things in life that I'm very fearful of. And a lot of times there are story or things that happen in my life that I feel like I dodged a bullet. Like when you have male friends and like, just thank God they were cool guys and didn't do shit to you when you were like wasted and they took you home or just like random shit like that. Like you just like happen to just everything worked out for you. But for a lot of people, that's not the case. So Today, I'm going to tell you the story of Shannon Siders. So I start this story with a couple on a date. Dean and Jenny are out for the night for a nice little summer date. It's a secret kind of date because Jenny isn't 18 and Dean is. They decide to just drive around the woods, which is most likely their like park um, in a way because no one drives around there in the middle at night. I should say not in the middle of the night but at night and it's mm-hmm. summer so it's July 17th 1989 to be exact so in 1989 there really wasn't much to do so driving around was the typical date thing to do and they decide to go down this one area of the park and as they're driving they hear a man yelling outside So Dean decides to get out of the car and see if that person needs help. The man tells them he is looking for a 
a woman and didn't need any help. This didn't so sit well. I'm going to start that sentence over. This didn't sit well with Dean, but he wanted to mind his own business. So Jenny and Dean went on their way. Unbeknownst to Dean and Jenny, deep in the woods was an area called the pit where local teens would hang around a bonfire and drink. So let's go back to the beginning of July 17th, 1989, before Jenny and Dean even knew what they had just witnessed. July 17th was a Monday, so it was a pretty typical day for Bob, Shannon's dad. It was summer, and Shannon had plans of moving soon to Ohio to be with her long-distance boyfriend. She had just graduated high school and turned 18. She was an adult on her way to big things, so Bob worked nights, and this night it was normal. He said his goodbyes to Shannon, unaware that Shannon had plans that night to meet with friends in the woods. When Bob came home the following morning from work and didn't see any signs of Shannon at home, he got worried. This wasn't like her. He called all of her friends, but no one had seen her. He calls police. And do I even need to tell you what they said? So Bob begins to search on his own and makes makes missing person flyers. Bob went door to door asking for any information they had. As time went on, Shannon was still missing. Police finally took notice. Well, I am so tongue-tied today. I feel <laughs> like I don't even know. Even when I was reading this, I was like, oh, I'll remember how to say this sentence correctly. <laughs> like, I've done no. that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you, like, put all the commas and apostrophes and all the shit so you'll, like, make sure you do it right. But still you fuck up. And it's still wrong. (laughs) Still wrong. Okay. No judgment. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, So police finally took notice and decided to help Bob to find Shannon. Finally. Poor Bob. Uh, Mm -hmm. Once police were involved, they apparently had already had a lead, which is why they decided to take on this case. They had received a tip that Shannon had run away and was hiding in a drug house. And she was hiding there specifically to hide from her father. Due to them being concerned her father was going to hurt her, they never told Bob of this fact. And had they told him, he probably would have made them aware that this was not like Shannon at all and completely unlikely. But due to getting the tip and then someone and then someone verifying they had looked into the tip, they packed their shit up and called it a day. So Bob was a bit confused, but he was not going to be stopped. Bob continued to look for Shannon for another two months when evidence is found on the, of the contrary of what police said happened to Shannon. A man is walking his dog when they come across a pair of jeans and in the pockets they find cards. On one of the cards, it has all of Bob's information. Police tell Bob what they had found, and he tells them that he had given Shannon that card with all of his information for emergencies so she could reach him. But he wasn't able to identify if that was her pair of jeans or not. But it was pretty easy to, you know, A plus B, like that's probably her pair of pants. But police are like, okay, if you can't verify, but we'll, we'll search. So please search the area around the jeans and they can't find any other clues. 
that would lead to where or what happened to Shannon. Another two months go by. In total, Shannon has been missing for four months. And police had verified they looked into that tip for Shannon. They went to the drug house, right? Well, it's discovered Mm -hmm. that no one had actually verified the tip. So they decide to finally do their job and go to the drug house. And it turns out it was another Shannon the entire time. Another fucking person the entire time. Oh my God. And of course they tell Bob now of this tip and he's just like, fuck, I would be so fucking furious. Like. Uh, That's, yeah. Like blind rage. Yes. Like what a waste of valuable time to find her. Like, Mm -hmm. so, so dumb. Wow. Wow. Just awful. So the case goes cold Mm -hmm. because detectives and Bob have found little new evidence to where she could be until someone again walking in the woods near where the jeans were discovered happened to discover a body, which like, did they eat, like, did the police just fucking kick some rocks around and like, like how? This body had been in the elements for over four months at this point. So due to animals and weather, the body was badly decomposed. Once they were able to get dental records, it was identified to be Shannon. The medical examiner said she was badly beaten the night of her death and had many injuries. The main being blunt force trauma to the head. She had also been assaulted, which is so upsetting. Like, to add insult to injury like it's just so I mean obviously it it comes out that like that was the main reason for everything was it was sexually Mm -hmm. motivated but it's just so so upsetting so body parts were missing due to animals but her right hand was still attached on her right hand should have been her class ring but it was missing And she never took it off. So unlike Hmm. me, I always took my class ring off and then I lost it forever. So, Oh no. (laughs) I was, Shannon was not like me, which I still think about (laughs) it to this day. Like, where did it go? Like, where could something go? You know, like I always like, we lose so many things. Like there was a jumpsuit I once had and never saw it again. Oh yeah. We've lost, I've lost jewelry. I've lost like full on pieces of clothing where it's like, I know I didn't throw it away. Yeah. And it like, is what happens in the house anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. It's so like, weird. I know. And then we like got hardwood floors in the house. Like after I had lost the ring and I was like, Oh, I'll, f- I'll find it when we like lift up my dresser and like all this. No, never, never. Yeah. Yeah. You move, you me. think you're going to find it. Yep. I've had this, I had this ring that matched my mom's. And I was looking for it forever. And then I was thinking that exact same thing when we get our carpet replaced and when we're like ready to move out of this house, I'm going to find it because I had, I didn't lose it anywhere else other than the house. Nope. Never yeah. Found it. You know, it's it has to be gone in forever. that location. Ugh. Yep. Exactly. Oy. I know this has this has nothing to do with the story guys, but like, I mean, like, have you watched it? Like, this is like, it's, it's, I feel like everyone it's relatable. To, yes, exactly. Like everyone loses shit. Like you have to. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So frustrating. Anyways. <laughs> so Bob's Bob decides it was such a tragic end for Shannon, but her funeral was going to be the place that respect was shown to her. 
A thing Bob thought of that I personally never would have thought of was that he needed to cho- he needed to choose pallbearers, but he trusted no one because he believed that oh. she knew her killer. So when he oh. had to decide, he ended up choosing all of her cousins, which were women, because he could not live knowing in case that he picked her friends that someone uh-huh. that murdered her had carried her casket <gasps> i don't wow. know okay I mean, yeah like you kind of like think i don't know that feels like a movie scene like the person like involved is sitting there at the funeral crying or whatever and then you find out later they right? were the ones but I, don't, I honestly like wow good for him yeah absolutely good for him yeah like through the end he was just like he just like always looked out for Shannon just made sure Mm -hmm. everything was in her best interest and you're gonna see that this man is just an angel so many friends asked if they could write letters to Shannon and leave them in her grave and Bob agreed he never once opened them to see what they said because he felt that those words were meant to be just for Shannon and I personally would have freaking opened the shit out of those letters to be like, who <laughs> yeah. fucking did this? Like, what? Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, I'll just give them right here. I'll personally put them in. Thank you so much. Like, right. Someone had <laughs> yeah. to have confessed. But no, Bob was like, this is for Shannon's eyes only. No one wow. else needs to read this. So the original investigator on the case had built a profile for what had for who had killed Shannon. Which, like, this reminds me of Mindhunter, right? Like, the whole profiles and mm-hmm. uh, criminal minds. It's, like, oh, that yeah. idea that, like, there's a profile and it's always so spot on. So mm-hmm. they said the crime was sexually motivated. It involved drugs and alcohol. And there was a high probability that it was actually two suspects. Either right. another person Shannon's age or an older male. When word got out that there was a high chance of more than one killer, it became widespread fear that someone had to know them. This town was only 1,300 people. So someone knew something and knew the killer. They tried to figure Mm -hmm. out the timeline for when she was killed. Now, because it was the 80s, they get an entomologist because that's the coolest new thing to figure out death times. Now they use stomach content and all other things that are much more accurate. But the animologist declares she was killed between July and August. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks so much. (laughs) That's a lot of time. Thank you. Right? Uh, (laughs) Not very specific. So (laughs) it could have been that night. Could have been after. Just very unhelpful. So mm-hmm. they begin to interview all of her friends and find out she had gone to the pit with eight of her friends. By the way, none of these friends came forward during this time that she was missing. When police tell them to recount the night at the pit, they all tell the exact same story, which could be seen as rehearsed. But police knew they had other information or knew something more. So they mm-hmm. said Ricky picked Shannon up around 10 and they went straight to the pit they hung out and drank and then paul and matt jones the two brothers who were there offered to take shannon home around 1 30 
they pulled huh. they yeah they told police they did notice someone was home when they dropped shannon off because they saw a shadow inside but that was it they extensively interrogated the brothers as they were the last to see her they even did a polygraph and both passed with flying colors they huh. basically ran out of suspects bob never stopped looking for her killer or killers he even bought a billboard to make sure that people never forgot. Isn't that wow. crazy? Yeah. yeah. So flash forward 22 years later, they finally build a cold case unit for the local police department. This unit was inspired by Shannon's case. A lot of people working in the department had remembered her case their entire life, specifically Amy. Amy was 15 when Shannon went missing. She was working at the sheriff's station kind of as an intern to see if that was the path she wanted to take. And she was taking calls. She gets a call from a man and they say, I just killed Shannon Siders and hangs up. Amy what? just begins to hysterically cry. Amy tells officers and they try to figure out where the call was placed. And it is never discovered who made that call. Oh, I know. Amy ends up not <sighs> wanting to work in poli the police work, but she never forgets Shannon's case. So when the local cold case unit makes a Facebook page for this case for people to leave tips, Amy is so present on the page that people think she was the one that created it, not the police. Oh, yeah. So one day Amy gets a DM from Stephanie, a local woman who believes her family had something to do with it. She said there was a lot of crime and abuse in her family, and there was a rumor they had kidnapped Shannon and kept her in the basement of their family home in the woods. There was a stream that ran through it. That was her proof. So Amy goes to check on this house, and there's a stream running through this house. So she tells police, okay, everything seems to check out. But when police go to look, there was no basement because there's a stream running through the house so there's no right. way a basement could be there so sadly this tip was just a rumor and amy decides to let it go because that happens in cases people want to peg other people for crimes they didn't commit just because they want them to get in trouble so right dead end so police knew that shannon's friends had left notes for Shannon in her grave. So they decide to ask for permission from Bob to exhume the grave and find out what was in all of those notes as a hopeful direction hmm. to go in with the case. They read all the notes and there's nothing. Just notes telling Shannon how much they miss her. Mm -hmm. As forensic science had progressed, they decide to test evidence they found with Shannon. In Shannon's right hand, they had found hair in her hand they didn't find her class ring but in her right hand was hair and typically in a brutal attack like the one shannon went through the victim will defend themselves in any way they can so hairs will be found in their hands because you know they were struggling mm. and whatnot but when they test it it was her own hair what yeah like she had pulled out huh. a chunk of her own hair Weird. which is okay. truly so disturbing like how does that even happen like was right. it like she was being attacked and she like i don't even know i don't even know it's what however that mm -hmm. happened not it's very 
sad. So they're out of evidence to test at this point. So they go back to interviewing, but where to start? At this point, they had interviewed over 400 people for this case. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. Yeah. I know. But then they find out Shannon had a friend named Julia that they hadn't ever spoke with. She decides to clear her conscience because she hadn't wanted to, she hadn't wanted to come forward before and get anyone in trouble. So Julia lived super close to Shannon. So that Monday night, Shannon had plans with Julia that apparently she forgot about. She, so Julia had knocked on Shannon's door around 11 and there was no answer. Now, one, thank God for Julia, but also she seems like such a weird friend. She kind of feels, seems like the weird friend down the street that you like hang out when your other friends are busy. But Julia <laughs> came back to Shannon's house every half an hour till 3 a.m. knocking on the door oh God. to hang out with Shannon. Wow. So like, I don't know if they were close or if she, again, was the weird friend down yeah. the street. So the <laughs> issue with this story is that Shannon had been dropped off at 1.30 from what they had been told. So mm -hmm. someone wasn't telling the truth. If Julia kept knocking till three, why didn't Shannon come to the door? Because she's a weird friend or because she never was home? Like, what is it? I don't know. Julia just seems sus to me. <laughs> like, what's up with Julia? <laughs> like, they did have a phone. <laughs> I mean, it's 89. Right. Yeah, yeah you going, could have called. What's going on, Julia? <laughs> so detectives decide to re-interview people close to the friend group because maybe with time, they too would want to confess more than they had originally. So they interview a woman named Lindsay, who was now the ex to Paul Jones. But around the time that Shannon's body was being discovered, she was in Paul's car and saw a class ring in his ashtray. And being super concerned he was cheating on her, she confronts him. And he just says, let's face it, she's probably dead. Later, Lindsay put two and two together, but why would he phrase it like that, knowing full well that she was? Right? Yeah. What? I know. So, another person named... Oh, wait. Did it just... Okay. I think it's better. Okay. Another person named Jenny comes forward as well. Remember at the beginning, I introduced you to Jenny and Dean on their summer date? Well, I didn't mm -hmm. tell you the full story. So Jenny and Dean were on that date, but when they stopped to ask the man if he needed help, they knew the brothers and realized both were out there. See, these brothers weren't known for being the coolest, chillest guys. So when they tell Dean they don't need help, he goes on his way for a reason. Now, Dean and Jenny did leave and keep driving, but they did a loop in the park and later came back to the same spot they had seen the brothers earlier. Only this time, they see a woman's body laying in the road next to the car. Jenny begins to freak out, and Dean calms her down, saying he'll go check and see what's going on. He's about to check on the woman on the floor when he is hit in the head, or hit on the head, with a hammer and goes to the ground. 
As he's on the ground, he's able to see the woman's face and realizes it's Shannon. The brothers begin to kick and hit him with the hammer, and he's able to escape. He tells Jenny, let's go and stay out of it. Dean tells Jenny the brothers are taking Shannon to the hospital right now. She is, of course, so worried about Dean because he was just beat up and Shannon, but Dean convinces her she has to keep quiet because she's underage and worried they're both going to get arrested. Oh, my God. I know. So they stay quiet until this day when Jenny tells detectives everything. Shannon never made it to the hospital. The brothers had always had their eyes on Shannon. They found her to be an easy target with her dad working nights and Shannon was beautiful, but she had a boyfriend. So when the men made advances, which so disgusting that two brothers are like, so, so um, Shannon had actually managed to escape these predators, which is the first time that Jean and Dean and Jenny came across them looking for her unfortunately they found her and that is when they sexually abused her and knocked her out which is where dean found her we'll never know all the details of that night but women turning down advances is a new concept we feel confident to do and still many are harmed or killed for doing so thankfully matt and paul jones were finally arrested but of course pleaded not guilty because they're pieces of shit thinking they could get away with it for a few more years matt Mm -hmm. was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life without parole paul was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to 30 to 75 years which hopefully that's a large chunk of his life in may of 2015 they tried to overturn their convictions but they were upheld Bob is absolutely crushed that he never was able to see his daughter be a mother like she always wanted to be or get grandchildren he would have loved and cherished. But in the end, he feels Shannon got justice with those sick brothers behind bars. That is a sad, sad story of Shannon Siders. It's just like, wow. Two brothers that she probably always hung out with. Maybe they flirted, but she had her boyfriend and like, you know, it was a long distance relationship, but it was even said that like someone saw, like she was sitting in the front seat in between the brothers. Like someone saw her sitting there when they like drove past a convenience store or something. And it's just like, they knew what they were doing before they even did it. And who knows if this was the first time. Like, I, nothing more has come out. Maybe, I mean, it was the 80s. Like, mm-hmm. not a lot of people feel, nowadays feel comfortable, you know, talking about assault. Who knows? Maybe the, right. they had done it before and they didn't go as far as killing that person. But to me, it's yeah. just so fucking sad. That's that's terrible that's awful yeah Yeah. and that's the thing it's like that's why so many women let's I mean we grew up with it like constantly being taught and repeated to us like you need to watch your back you need to be mindful Mm -hmm. of when you're getting in your car after you get off work or it's late at night and you're walking alone Mm -hmm. like you need to be aware of your surroundings and like don't fully trust people even though they're your friends especially if they're guy friends because they're only after one thing it's like 
I remember hearing that growing up, like, and it's, it's, it's repeated. Like women are still told that they need to be extra careful because you just don't know what's lurking around the corner. And then when it turns out to be your friend or someone or like one of your classmates, it's like, Oh, it's just, it's awful. Cause it's like, how do you get away from them? You're, you see yeah, them constantly, you see them exactly. almost daily, you know? That and it's sucks. just like, you feel like you trust your instincts, like with friends, like you think that you uh-huh. like, that can trust those people. And especially right. two brothers, you would think like one of them would be, I don't know, like to me, like you hear the stories of like, that girl that got kidnapped and was left in the box under the bed and she got in the car simply because his wife was in the car so like Mm -hmm. you kind of like think like you there are checks that you were like okay it's both the brothers so one of them can't be as evil as the other I don't know like maybe they were both dicks I don't know but like she had to have felt safe to get in the car with them it wasn't like right. there weren't any friends that were like, oh, the brothers forced her to get in the car or they just offered a ride. And right. it's just, I don't know. Oh, you reminded me when you were talking about like looking over your shoulder last week. Um, Cause Vince has been working last week. He like came home and I happened to like, just got out of the shower and we typically leave the front door unlocked. Like, maybe with all the stories I've told you we shouldn't <laughs> but when either of us are coming home soon like it's just annoying to look for your keys sometimes so mm-hmm. we leave the door unlocked and he came in and he was like why did you lock the front door and I was just like oh because I was taking a shower it was just like of course like you don't leave mm-hmm. shit like open for strangers when you're like in a compromised situation and it just like dawned on me that like men don't think about that Mm -hmm. like right now I just remembered I didn't lock the door and I'm shut in this room and like who knows what's happening out there I'm gonna lock it when we finish but like (laughs) 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 but you know what I mean like men just don't think through that stuff so it was just interesting they they don't really have to no it's like yeah it's it just makes sense to them like who cares and it's like uh, I care mm-hmm. I, yeah exactly I, care. I don't I don't need anybody coming in here yeah no nope. so no nope. anywho gotta pr- protect yourself yeah Ugh, that'd That's be interesting that. to hear from listeners like what type of situations have like your significant others or male friends been like why did you do this and then mm-hmm. it was like because uh, of this perspective because you know for my safety for my safety mm-hmm. yeah so if you guys have any of those I'd be really interested to hear that yeah Maybe we can we'll put up, put a up a, it's been a while yeah we yeah. haven't put a poll or like a questions thing in a while yeah. so we'll throw one of those up after yeah because I'm really interested is. but yeah. yeah all right guys it's time for me to go lock the front door <laughs> <laughs> yes please do <laughs> please do we need to do another episode please stay alive yeah. <laughs> all right guys we'll see y'all next week for another horrible story goodbye goodbye